Every week, newly engaged couples ask me where they should start with their wedding planning, and there are so many different opinions floating around about what is most important, in what order to stack your decisions, and which vendors to book in first. So today, I'm going to share with you what I believe to be the three indisputable, foundational, and crucially important first steps you need to take after you get engaged. That is, before you go and book anything in, go to venue opens or start dress shopping. I've also sourced some sobering data about wedding debt, which indicates that the quality of your relationship and marriage are more likely to be negatively impacted if you're not addressing these important steps with your fiancé before you get married. So it's pretty important. Let's get into it. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. You're engaged. Oh my God, mate. Look at you. You're both absolutely buzzing. Maybe there's a sparkly ring involved, a surprise proposal, or like my friends did, They just decided to get married while they were in the bathtub together. Hey, do you want to get married? We should get married. And that was that. The birds seemed to be singing more melodically in the morning. And did that cat just wink and smile at you as they walked past? I'm going to presume that you've told everyone and taken some time to just sit with it. The glow, the joy of getting engaged that someone has seen their future in you and value you so highly. It's a special time that you shouldn't wish away. But I'm also realistic. There's pressure. Time, money, family, friends. Some decisions need to be made and the easiest way to soothe your anxiety and shut up your in-laws is to give them a date or a state, right? Just a loose idea of what you'll be thinking for your wedding, maybe what season it'll be in, or confirm, of course, the cousins will be invited, and no, it won't be like your brother's wedding. Please stop. Please don't. Please try your absolute hardest to not make promises or commit to anything at all until you've talked through and compromised on these three important, crucial steps first. Because number one is why. What does getting married mean to you both? Is it the beginning of your family together? Is it to provide security for your future children, for legal status, or because it feels like the next step in your commitment to each other? Are you getting married because your parents think you should, or because it's a way to demonstrate your love for each other? It seems ridiculously simple, doesn't it? but it's well worth starting here because your answer will tie into the next bit, what does your wedding mean to you? Do you want to head down to your state or territory, birth, death and marriages office or courthouse, sign the paperwork and be done? Or, and here's another angle, is your honeymoon more important to you than your wedding day? Or is the point that you want to celebrate with your nearest and dearest? 
lots of family and friends, or just a few select guests? Is it going to be in your city, or did you imagine a destination wedding? What does it look like and what does it feel like? Do you want to elope somewhere beautiful, or have you always dreamed of 200 people in a grand ballroom with a black tie dress code and the champagne flowing? There really are no wrong answers here. And this is when you can let your thoughts run wild. What's the plan, Jan? Will you live and work where you are now? Have you got studies to complete? Do you want to travel together, buy a house, start a family or start a goat farm? What's your big picture? The reason I think it's critical to start your wedding planning with your marriage plans is because I've seen evidence of when people don't, and I've read about it as well through, I estimate, hundreds of social media posts in wedding planning threads and in private groups, how a couple's wedding, and in particular the cost of it, has impacted their future plans, delayed them, or in some cases, derailed them completely. So you really want to be clear about what you want for your marriage, what it looks like and when, Loosely, of course, there are some things that you can't put a timeline on or predict. For example, if there's a huge cross-country move in your near future, a smaller, more intimate celebration might be appropriate to save money. Or a huge farewell extravaganza could be on the cards to say goodbye for now. Alternatively, a birthdays and marriages office or courthouse-style ceremony might be what you want to do for now while saving for your wedding day to be held in your new home city in a couple of years' time. You've really got to check your gut, check your priorities, and check your bank balance and earning capacity here, and also talk about it openly together. Some people say you should be looking at engagement ring insurance, and others say you need to be trying to find a date. But to me, these kind of details and checklists that includes things like booking your venue, photographer, celebrant or officiant, depend on what a wedding and moreover your marriage means to you in the first place. From here, you want to move on to the second part. What are your top three? Your top three are your personal measure of whether or not you have a successful wedding day in your eyes. If you want to know more about how this concept works, I'll link the blog post, Save Big Money on Your Wedding, by committing to your top three non-negotiable must-haves in the show notes. But essentially what you're wanting to do is draw a line in the sand about where your priorities lie in relation to your wedding. Where do you want to put your time, energy and budget? Are the quality of your photos more important than the number of guests you can have? Is live music more important than having a wide selection of drinks? You get the idea. You're going to write down somewhere easily accessible and visible for both of you what you want most, the things that you're willing to splurge on as a team. Your top three will act as your wedding planning compass. You still haven't written your vows yet, have you? Let me help. In around 20 minutes or so, you can easily write personalized wedding vows unlike anything you've heard before that will make your fiancé feel like the most loved, understood and appreciated person on the planet. The how to write wedding vows that don't suck. (laughs) 
instant download 17-page PDF ebook walks you through a step-by-step format for your vows, how to find the right words and phrases to describe your feelings and your fiancé, how to write that crucial first draft and create your final wedding vows masterpiece. So if you don't know how or even where to start, if you've been Googling your little heart out, or if you've been calling them wedding vows, A-E-I-O-U, this ebook is for you. Included in there are also some bonus secrets for getting the most out of your wedding ceremony. So make sure you download your copy right now and get Write Your Wedding Vows crossed off your to-do list today. The link is in the show notes. And then the third thing that you need to get your head around, compromise on, have difficult discussions with other people about is your budget. Yes, the big bad M word, money. I know it's the least exciting part of the wedding and I completely understand why it's so uncomfortable to talk with your parents and in-laws about any money they might offer to contribute towards your wedding too but I cannot stress enough how having the conversation early and clearly is not just good for your wedding planning, but it can also play into the success of your marriage. Ouch. Here's why. The Lending Tree commissioned Qualtrics to survey 506 Americans aged 18 to 53 that were married within the last two years, like when they did this. And the survey was online from April to May. Dates aren't important. But anyway, it was around 2019. And the Lending Tree asked questions about the newlyweds' wedding planning and budget to work out how many went into debt for their wedding and if that had any knock-on effects. I didn't think that the news would be so bad for newlyweds who had gone into debt for their weddings. But these are the numbers. So 45% of the respondents went into debt for their wedding. 76% of those who went into debt for their wedding say they argued about wedding-related expenses with their fiancé. And comparatively, only 20% of those who avoided wedding debt said the same. That is a complete mirror image of each other. The way couples interact with each other about their wedding planning changed when they went into debt for their wedding. 47% of newlyweds who went into wedding debt say money caused them to contemplate divorce compared to just 9% of couples who did not go into debt. And to me, this is the kicker. 45% of recently married Americans, so just under half, did not discuss debt with their partner before getting engaged. About a third waited until after the engagement to talk finances and 13% didn't raise the subject at all until after getting married. I think from this you can already sense that the funding of your wedding, the stress from it and how you communicate about that with your fiancé is crucial, not just to your perceived, inverted commas, success of your wedding day, but also the future of your marriage as well. You both need to be comfortable with the budget you allocate towards your wedding. How much do you really want to spend on this? What will you both be comfortable with? Are you going to save really hard? Are you going to take on extra work? 
accept gifts from your parents or your in-laws to put towards your bookings and purchases. And what will that mean? Beware. (laughs) Beware the gift that means you must do your wedding their way. Believe me, it's more stress than it's worth. And I've seen it a lot with couples from inviting people you don't even know to being guilted into having a religious ceremony that you don't want to booking the florist that's not really a florist, but your auntie's best friend. If a contribution to your wedding cost comes with strings attached, you really want to know what they are up front so you can decide if you can live with them long term. Some compromises might not bother you as much, while others can be dead set deal breakers. For example, I've heard of one bride whose mother-in-law offered to pay for a wedding dress. And she's like, yay. And mother-in-law's like, yay. And look at us bonding. So 12 months out, they went dress shopping together. They picked out one. They tried it on. Well, no, the bride tried it on. You know, They cried together when they both decided it was the one. They agreed on the price and the dress was ordered. The dress fittings took place and the last I heard, the bride was freaking out because she discovered just a month before her wedding, when she was due to pick up her wedding dress, that her mother-in-law hadn't made a single payment yet. I mean, how do you even start to address that? And what a ridiculous amount of stress and tension so close to the wedding. A wedding dress that's ready to be picked up with a bill of several thousand unbudgeted dollars still attached to it. It's an incredible privilege for parents in particular to be able to put money towards their children's wedding but at the same time, it takes advanced negotiation skills from all parties to get through the planning process unscathed by unclear boundaries and expectations that are not communicated early. So just to recap, the three most important first steps in your wedding planning that change everything else are, number one, working out what marriage and your wedding mean to you both, and then Number two, agreeing on and potentially compromising on your top three so you're both happy and you're pulling in the same direction. And then number three, nutting out your budget. What's the upper limit? From there, of course, you can make a start on finding somewhere, your venue, your magic date. And please don't be afraid to look at days other than a Saturday and all the other vendors you need as guided by your top three. I'd love to hear how you started your wedding planning and if any of these steps were included in what you and your fiancé talked about. You can DM me at Unbridly on Instagram or send me a short audio message on SpeakPipe. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. Chat again next week. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.